Um, got my master's in television and film production, and that was the plan. I graduated and could not get a job. What? 2020, January, it was like zero. February, it was like 100. March, when the pandemic really hit, it might have been like zero, zero for like, because the first two months was like scary. By the time June, July, August hit, it was like four, six, seven, fifty, one thousand and fifty dollars The next month, it was like 3000 2500 Like, it was jumping. Jump. I said, oh, I'm on to something. And usually, every time I go back to the why, I realize that the things that, that are distracting me and that are making me want to quit really are not in line with the why. I was able to get more confident because I was confident in what I was producing. Well, how do you build your clientele? Take better pictures. How do you build your audience? <laughs> Shoot better episodes. Hello, and welcome to the Elevated Podcast, where we interview leaders who are going after their it, their inner tugging. And let me tell you how I am excited about who we have in the studio today from Georgia down to where we are in Coatesville, PA. I would like to say that she came and flew in just for us, but I am well aware that she is on a special project. We have in the studio with us today, Shakira Alira Amina Abdul Rashid. You didn't think I could pull it off. You didn't. I didn't? <laughs> Shakira Aliyah Amina Abdul Rashid. It was close. I should have stuck with my notes. But she's in the building. Put your hands together. Go in the comment section. We need to go wild because she is in the building. Shakira, how are you doing today? I'm good. That was a great intro. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I got my notes a little bit from like a little bit of Steve Harvey, a little bit of preacher type of stuff, and just me like having fun and just figuring out how to kind of do that. But point is, we're going to still keep that tape that I messed up, okay? <laughs> yeah, keep it. Keep it. How you feel? I feel good. I'm nervous, but I'm good. You're nervous, but you're good. I've never been on a podcast. I've never been interviewed before. What? So, yeah. But we have to have some fun. So, this is the part where I like, want to talk about how awesome you are and all those things. And so, you just enjoy all that I'm going to say right now before okay. we go into the depth of this interview. Because you said something yesterday, and I'll get to that. You messed me up, but we're going to talk about that, okay? But back to you all, all right? This is a perfect time for you to go ahead and like, share, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we're about to go deep, wide, have some fun. But ultimately, we want you to be encouraged to go after your itch and your inner tugging. I believe this is a conversation that will help us to do so. So, Miss Shakira, Shakira is amazing. I have the blessing to have known her all her life. <laughs> and so throughout that, there has been amazing development. And I want to say, like publicly, not only I, Lanisha, we are super proud of you. Uh, Shakira is um, a true creative, and I'm talking about pertaining to photographer, a videographer, storyteller, producer, all those areas. She is the CEO, the owner of Dream Lens Photography and Dream Lens Studio. Yeah. You got your own studio, girl? I do. I still walk in and be like, dang, this is my studio. You, yeah. Your own studio. I want y'all to come and see it. I would love to go and see yeah. it. Don't that be dope to have done an ele elevate in your element actually at your studio? I know. And then you can come in like when you're in town, film some podcast episodes there. Let, let's go. Matter of fact, if you're in the area. Right. <laughs> if you're in Atlanta. If you're in Atlanta. Come to Dreamland we go to, And we can go ahead and do a live, a live recording. 
we can get you there. That would be dope. Let's put that out. If y'all want that to happen, somebody put that in the comment section if you were watching and uh, and, and go ahead and listen because I would love to go ahead and do that. I can I, see that for y'all. Like y'all yeah. traveling around. You know what I mean? She going to flow. This is what we're doing? No, I, go ahead. I, I gotta, no, you go ahead. I need to get my lap scarf. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you, I mean, you, you're doing you're doing pretty good uh, for yourself, huh? I'm trying to, yeah. Have you ever done a photo shoot for anybody famous? Mm, I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, the word famous is always, like, ugh to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it's like, what is that? Okay. So I don't, I have a hard time gauging, like, are they from, I mean, I've, I've done, I've done stuff for people who are, like, TV personalities, mm -hmm. on reality shows, um... Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I ain't shot like Oprah or nobody. Like, not yet, not me. yet. But Oprah, if you see this, I will hold her back. Oprah. While she <laughs> I have my list of people that it's like, these are people that I know that eventually I will photograph. Wow. One of them is like Jasmine Sullivan. Wow. Like, I know one day I will photograph her. I don't know how it's gonna happen. But it's gonna happen. But it's gonna happen. But yeah, so I said I would say like I've shot influential people, mm -hmm. people who have influence um and reach. And yeah, what's the like big celebrity? I don't think I've gotten to that point yet. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I've seen some. If you if you you'll get her social media tags, but I've seen some right. people. I was like, no, what for real? Yeah. So that's dope. I like TV people, but I did. I was shooting at Change Church. With, shout out to Change Church. That's Pastor Darius Daniels Church and Pastor Shamika Daniels. Mm -hmm. Love them. I've been working with them a lot lately. And I was shooting um, a men's conference and a Sunday service that they had a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And Erica Campbell was there. Wow. So I was shooting Erica Campbell, like taking pictures of her. I was like, come on, Shakira. Wow. So, yeah, I was excited about that. I feel like, for me, I feel like she was like the biggest person. Like, I'll take a picture of her. Wow. At that point. Now, that's dope. And Dr. Darius Daniels, God bless him, because I've been quoting him a lot in my sermons. So, <laughs> I give you credit, though. First time, Doc. After that, it's my... No, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> no, seriously. So, what about the most exotic place you filmed? Or well, I just came back last month from shooting a retreat in Costa Rica, so that was like the furthest place I've gone. I ain't get no invite. Y'all like, are busy. Listen, I, I, I can carry a camera bag. I can whatever you whatever you need at the time. Wow. But Costa Rica. yeah, so went to Costa Rica. That was like um, shout out to Nikki. She's one of my clients as well. We've been shooting for a few years. Mm -hmm. She is a style coach. So she was a stylist and now she coaches other stylists on how to build and grow their businesses and everything. Wow. So she had a retreat in Costa Rica and these women that she coaches or that, you know, wanted to learn and, and share space with her. They came and, you know, huge house. It was a beautiful experience. Mm. Um, but part of that experience um, at the expert style expert weekend is that they get a photo shoot with me. So I got to like spend time with each one individually. That's that dope. That's amazing. Costa Rica. From Coatesville to Costa Rica. Coatesville to Costa Rica. Maybe that's what I maybe now that's what I named this, Joan. I don't know. Coatesville to Costa Rica. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, I like it. No, that's dope. That's dope. I'm super proud of you. I mean, like, I think we are uh, we're we're probably one of your biggest fans. Like, seriously. Mm -hmm. And I mean that like from the bottom of my heart. We are super, super proud. I gotta know though, like, where did this come from? Like has this always been within you? What was the journey? Like, let's just go back. I'm going to throw a random number out there. Like, Shakira at, like, 13. 
Like, oh what was you desiring to be from 13 to like how you got here? I always knew I wanted to do something creative. I've always been a creator. I've always been a dreamer. I used to daydream mm -hmm. constantly. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. That's why dream is in my business. I keep it in there because for me, it's like every day one, I'm still daydreaming. Mm. I'm still dreaming about, you know, what's going to come down the road. But like every day for me, it's like I dream. I dreamed about a lot of this stuff. Not like in a dream, but daydreaming. Mm. Like I feel like I got to be like the poster child for a daydream because... Yeah. Especially when I was like a teenager, if I felt like where I was in life or my circumstances at the time weren't what I wanted, mm -hmm. I would just daydream about where I would be mm. and it would make me feel good. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. So that's important for me. Mm -hmm. Like looking back, I feel like anything I've ever gone through, it never took me under because mentally I wasn't even there. Mm. Like I was always thinking about, okay, well one day I'm going to be here. Like, so I would literally just sit on my bed and daydream about being successful and having my house and traveling and like all these things that a lot of things that are happening now, but, and granted a lot of it didn't happen the way I thought it would, yeah. but it's happening. Wow. So. Wow. When's the first time you picked up a camera? Honestly, I did not pick up a camera until I was in college. So, so let me go back because that's, that's what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. 12, 13 year old Shakira. Uh -huh. I knew I wanted to be a creative, but I thought I was going to be an actress. That's mm. what I wanted to do. I wanted to act. I, I could play that. other people. I can see that. And I still might do that. I can, I can see that. Like I still might do that. But, um, <laughs> I realized that like the money is behind the camera. <laughs> so oh. I let that go. Like the girls are not making coin in front of that camera and you really have to start from the bottom wow. like and be like uh you know an extra it's like real that wasn't the life for me mm -hmm. i'm like then i started like writing out little scripts and stuff like that or writing out little poems or stories i'm like okay i can actually write and do some different stuff when i was in when i was in middle school i had an english teacher tell me that um she said you're a really good writer like never let nobody tell you that you can't write because your storytelling and stuff is really, really good. So I'm like, okay, that stuck with me. I'm big on words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff that I leaned into wasn't even necessarily because I thought I could, but somebody told me that wow. I could. Wow. You know what I mean? Somebody said it to me. So they would affirm me with different things and I would hold on to it. You know? Mm -hmm. now, I don't, and I don't even know if that was all the best thing, but I think that I wanted validation so bad yeah. that whenever somebody would give me a little nugget, oh, you're good at that, or I would completely like engulf myself in what they said that I'm good at. Yeah. So she said I was a good writer. I held on to that. Then um, I went to college. I ended up going to Delaware State University. Shout out to the Hornets. <laughs> Um, majoring in mass comm, I said, okay, well, I'm going to be like a theater major. Well, come to find out most of these schools, no, unless you're going to an art school, you can't major in theater. Wow. And it's not, and theater is theater. Theater is not like acting. You know what I mean? Like if you want to be an actor, yeah, you can go to uh, NYU and concentrate in specifically what it is you're wanting to do. It's not like that at most colleges, especially at HBCU. Mm -hmm. So the closest thing they had was mass comm and I could do theater as a minor. So that's what I did. I majored in mass comm. I minored in theater. Still thinking, okay, I'm going to just get this degree and then I'm going to go be an actress. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Wanted to, like, go to New York or something to be an actress. While I was at Dale State, excuse me, I had um, a professor. She was like, um, 
again, like you're a good storyteller. Um, her name was Miss Miss Perrine. Shout out to Miss Ava Perrine at Delaware State University. She's like still one of my favorite people on earth. I haven't even talked to her since I graduated, but you know, some people just leave a mark on you. Yeah. And she was one of that people because she reminded me of myself. Like mm. she was small, but she was like about business. <laughs> like she was serious, but she also had like a love about her. Yeah. And I like that because I'm like kind of like a serious exterior type person. Mm -hmm. But like people can still feel the love from her. And I'm like, that's what I want to kind of embody. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be strong, but not too strong. Mm -hmm. And she was like that. So either way, she said, you know, you're good at storytelling and everything. Um, Miss Perrine was the advisor over the radio station. And she said, I have this idea where I want to do something called, um, the radio station was called the hive. Okay. Cause you know, Dale state is the Hornet. Mm -hmm. It was called the hive. She said, I want to do something called hive tales where, um, different people go on the radio and tell, like write out a story or, you know, might write out a script and the different characters talk it out. Kind of like, um, you know, a TV show kind of on the radio, like just voices. Right. Um, and I said, wow, like that's a good idea. Like, I think that'll be really dope. So either way, she asked me to get involved with that. Now me, I'm a visual person. So I was like, well, what if I write it for the radio station, but I cast people on campus and we film it mm. and we put it on the TV station. So she said, yeah, let's do it. Like, I love the idea. At that point, <laughs> I didn't even realize like what that moment was. That was a turning point like wow. for everything. Wow. Because I ended up um, literally like creating, I wrote out a whole script. We held auditions on campus. Yeah. I found guys on campus that fit, that had cameras and could shoot. And I told them what I wanted to do. <laughs> literally like rolled up on them. You put your whole business. So you that was your first business you put together. Yeah. So you got a camera. I was producing yeah. and I didn't know. Wow. I produced a web series wow. on campus. We did one season. It was super successful. We had rehearsals. Yeah. Like thinking about it now was like insane because it was like a cast of like 10 to 15 people. Mm -hmm. And we held the auditions at the radio station. People came in, red sides, like, oh, and I, I taught myself this. Like this wasn't even stuff I was learning. Wow. Um. And some of the people that were casted are literally some of my closest friends to this day. One of them is a guy named Malik. He played the main character. Shout out Malik. Shout out Malik. <laughs> um, no, but Malik is still like one of my best friends. Wow. The guy that shot it, um, his name is John Paul, JP. He's one of still one of my closest friends. <clears throat> um, so it was like it was like all divine. It was supposed to happen like that, but we did the first season. The campus was talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody was, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Da, 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 da. Then we ended up doing a second season. A whole bunch of people came to audition this time. Wow. So it really made, like, a mark. We shot the second season in Coatesville, too. So it was, like, some shot at Dale State. Some was shot in Coatesville. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I realized that I didn't want to act. I wanted to be behind the camera. I wanted to direct and, you know, write and produce and do all those types of things. So when I left from Dale State, I moved to Atlanta right after graduation and I started a master's program at Savannah College of Art and Design at their Midtown campus. So if you don't know about SCAD, that's one of like the top film schools in the nation. Wow. They have a campus here, a campus in France, a campus in Hong Kong. Um, it's just a great school. It's an art school. They're known for their fashion department and a whole bunch of other things. So that's something that I wish like more people in Coatesville knew about mm -hmm. because that would be a great outlet for them. It's expensive, but it's worth it. And you build a lot of connections, but either way, mm 
um, got my master's in television and film production. And that was the plan. The whole thing was that I was going to work in the industry. I was going to produce documentaries and create films and write scripts and all that type of stuff. It didn't happen. <laughs> I graduated and could not get a job. What? Could not get a job. I had a master's degree. I had an undergraduate. I had graduated valedictorian. I had a 4.0. I worked my behind through undergrad. Mm -hmm. Went to grad school at one of the top film schools in the country. I did well there. Made a lot of connections. I couldn't get a job. Wow. Um, my only options were to go on set and be a, like a PA and make like $100 or $125 for a 14-hour day. That was my only option mm. at that point if I wanted to get into the industry mm. or what? Work on like little indie short films and really not make, still not really make any money, um, but have more maybe creative control. But at that point, like I needed something bigger. When I graduated from SCAD, I had a son at that point. So it was like, yeah, I can't do that. Like I can't do the struggle to, to you come up thing. Mm. Like that wasn't my ministry. I never wanted to be like broke, struggling, trying to get a foot up. Either way, the pandemic happened and no one was filming. Um, prior to the pandemic, I had started taking pictures here and there and I was interested in it. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be like a big thing. Um, the pandemic happened. Nobody was filming. Then I really started jumping into the photos because at that point, um, you know, my thing, if you look at my work, it's mostly like natural lighting, outdoor, like that's really my vibe. Mm -hmm. So I can shoot outside. We could be more than six feet apart because, you know, <laughs> I would make sure I would have lenses where I could see them and not be close to them. Yeah. Um, it was perfect. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're about to tell me your business really started in the pandemic. For sure. So where you are now <laughs> mm -hmm. started. Three years ago. For sure. I wasn't, I was working when the pandemic happened. I was working um, for Home Depot at their corporate office, working in like, um, I was like a call rep, you know what I mean? Customer service. If they had an issue, they called in, that type of thing. I had worked for Home Depot for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, even when I was at Delaware State, I was, um, I worked as a part-time cashier yeah. and I moved to Atlanta, transferred to an Atlanta store, then moved to the corporate office. So, I was committed to the company, but I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I, my whole thing was, I'm only working this job until I make it. With a master's degree. With a master's degree, <clears throat> still working at a call center, mm -hmm. making what, $18, $19 an hour with a master's degree. So what was the shift? How did you, I'm going to come out of that, I'm going to go full time, I'm going to do what I need to do. What was that push? Well, when I, the more I leaned into photography, the more it leaned into me and I started mm -hmm. making really good money. Really good money. To the point where one month, I, let's just be real. Ah! I'm going to just say the numbers. Because you know what? I feel like a lot of people, they talk about stuff like this and they don't say what the numbers are. Okay. And it's like, for me, it's like, I really need to know. Like, yeah. I want to get a gauge. Right. How how much money did you make to where you was like, okay, I'll quit or whatever. Uh huh. So let's, let's put the numbers on the line, right? I was working at the corporate office, right? <laughs> you see, I leaned in when she, when she said that. Go ahead. I was working at the corporate office. Yes. I was, I think at that point, their raise, they're giving me a raise. I had finally hit $20 an hour. After insurance, taxes, all that type of stuff, I, if I work all my hours and maybe even do a little overtime, I might have got $1,400 every two weeks. Mm. That ain't enough of money. <laughs> it's not enough money, mm -hmm. especially now. It's mm -hmm. not enough money. 
So you double that, right? Let's say $1,500. let us say I was making about $3,000 a month. I was doing my photos on the side. I'll be, and this is, oh, I wish I had my planner. I keep a planner. I write everything down. Mm-hmm. And every month I write down what I made, what I made doing photos, what I made in my corporate job and whatever else. And I also tie, but that's another story. We can come back. <laughs> um, Cause we got to touch on that because that's a big part of the story. Okay. Right. So um, I would write it all down. So each month at the top of my planner, I would say dream lens photography made. And I put the number next month, dream lens photography made. I kid you not, Christian. 2020, January, it was like zero. <laughs> February, it was like 100. Uh, <laughs> March, March, when the pandemic really hit. Yeah. It might have been like zero, zero for like, because the first two months was like scary. Like we wasn't really doing nothing. Mm-hmm. By the time June, July, August hit, it was like 450, 750, $1,050. I remember the month I made $1,000. That was literally two, three years. That was like three years ago. It, it's not like that far. I was blown away. I made $1,000 in one month just taking pictures. Mm. It Within like a month, one month it was like 1000 The next month it was like 3000 2500 Like it was jumping. Jump. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm on to something. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> My whole goal that year mm-hmm. was like one of these. No, 2021. My whole goal that year was I have to hit a month where I make 10K. Mm-hmm. I have to. Mm-hmm. I know I can do it. I know it's possible. I said, when I hit 10K, I'm quitting my job. Like, <laughs> when I can hit 10K consistently, I'm going to quit my job. 2021 happened and I was doing it. I had hit a 10K month, but then the next month might have been like 3000 it was so up and down. I was scared. Okay. I didn't want to make the leap because then what would I do the month that I only make 1500? Right. You know what I mean? What would I do then? Mm-hmm. So I kept finding excuses. Well, I'm going to quit my job when this, when that. Um, 2022, it was May. I had shot a conference. I had, you know, did, I had shot a retreat. I had did all these different things. That month, I had made, over $15,000 that month. Mm. Taking pictures, made over $15,000 that month, right? Then on top of that, you know, consistently months after that, I was consistently like hitting 10K, like at least, mm-hmm. right? Um, One of the retreats that I shot, I made, I don't remember the exact numbers. It was probably at least 5,000 or more, but I counted it out and I said, for the amount of money I just made, it would have taken me two and a half months to make that at Home Depot. And I made it in a weekend Mm. shooting. I'm like, wow, if I could do this, if God can put me in a position to do this, and I'm only giving this business about 40% of my time and attention. Only 40%. Only. Mm. I was still working a nine to five, Christian. Mm. I still sat at that desk from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Mm. And outside of that time, I was able to make $15,000 barely committing to this business. Mm. If I stopped and said, you know what? I'm going to give this 100% of myself. What could I do? So that was May. I took the next few months. I stacked up. Holidays came. I worked a whole bunch of overtime. I was making buku money. Mm. Through that company because it was like I was I knew I was gonna leave the company. Wow. You know, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. December 9th, I put in my two-week notice. 
December 22nd was my last day on the job, I believe. December 26th, I signed the lease for the studio. December 27th, we moved into the studio. February, we did a grand opening. And here we are in October. So it's like, this is still very new. Yeah. Like, this is all very new. Yeah. And I'm be honest. I don't regret getting the studio, but it has been, it's very expensive, mm-hmm. you know, the studio is in a prime location in Atlanta. It's right on the Beltline, in the middle of Midtown. Um, another transparency. I, it's at least $4,000 a month to keep that place running. That's before we touch the utilities. Mm. And it's on peer space. So it's like the goal was, okay, people are running out. It'll pay for itself. We're not there yet. Wow. We've had months where it almost paid for itself that month, but we have months where it did nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm still faithing this thing out. Yeah. But I know that this is not, not, this isn't happening for no reason. Yeah. Let me pause you because you said a lot. And I want to go back when you were even talking about your teacher and other people because you said your words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. one of the love languages. If you haven't read the five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman, good. Okay. Not just for relationship, for life. But anyway, words of affirmation is one of those. So, when did it click for you? Because you were kind of, and correct me if I'm wrong, from your story, like, I'm not just operating off of my belief in me yet, mm-hmm. right? I'm hearing what you're saying. Okay, I can kind of see that. I'm going to move forward. But it had to click where you were like, no, I believe I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just operating off of the area of the words of, for, for affirmation. Because I think somebody's sitting there listening to your story. They're encouraged. They're great. Like, that's that's power. But when did that thing shift? Do you know like when it shifted from just words from affirmation? Because the seasons people don't say nothing. Yeah. But you still sure. gotta have that you still gotta go. Yeah. Right. Do you know when that took place for you or anything? Um and, go ahead. I feel like when I reached a point where people were coming to me for advice, like looking to me. Yeah. So let like I started offering photography training courses, um, and people really started booking them. Yeah. And then I think through hearing me teach them, it was like I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm questioning myself. Okay. Um, I know what's going on, but I just feel like too, like I've always known that good things were going to come mm-hmm. from me being here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so that keeps me going too. How would you say somebody can help build that confidence? First off, have you ever been in a place where you have not been confident in self or you Absolutely. Care? Okay, so Christian, you know that. Right. Um, what was your, what was the exact question that you said though? Well, the area of that, I'm on top of. Yeah, just like the confidence piece, right? Like you came from a place of I'm not saying this, it was insecurity, but I'm saying a place where I'm I'm verbally being looking looking at people who are like affirming me. Now mm-hmm. I believe that thing. Like, mm-hmm. so how can you help somebody who needs that self-belief? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do they build that confidence? How did you build confidence? Um, I think that, for one, you really have to get to know yourself and be comfortable with yourself. Because for me, especially when I was younger, you know, with so many people around, I, I realized when I went to college that I wasn't even comfortable with my own company. Hmm. Like I wasn't even coming. You mean by yourself? By myself. Wow. I was so used to being, you know, my mom's house, everybody was there. Mm-hmm. And Linda's house, everybody was there. Mm-hmm. It was at any given moment, you'd be in a house with eight people. Mm-hmm. I had never spent time alone. I've always had siblings. Mm-hmm. I've always shared a room. I had never had to just be with me. Mm-hmm. I'd never had to just deal with me. So the first thing was like, yeah, I wasn't confident in myself or my abilities or what I was doing because 
one, I didn't even know myself. I didn't even know who I was. They had never even gotten to a point. So I knew what I liked and what I wanted to do, but I hadn't even thought about what God's plan for me was. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I was just going on my own stuff. Then when I got to a point that I realized that, okay, it's not even just about what I want or what I like or what I want to do, but God actually had a plan for me. Mm-hmm. That's the part that got me. Jeremiah 29 and 11 mm-hmm. has carried me. Mm. Literally, all my confidence really comes from like that verse wow. because I believe that it's true. I know that it's true. <laughs> so I stand on that. A lot of times where I like question things that even business decisions I'm going to make or whatever, or, you know, which way to turn, I remind myself of Jeremiah 29 and 11 because it's like, I'm good. Like he got me. He doesn't want to harm me. Like this is going to work out Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I held on to that, trying to build a relationship with God and really get that intimate relationship with him. um, I just can't stress that enough because it lets you know, like, first of all, a lot of times when you're questioning, when you're questioning yourself, you're really questioning God too. Wow. So it's like, I had to check myself on that. Mm. That helped me like really get to a point to where it's like, I'm good and I got this and I'm going to do it and we're going to press forward because it's like, it's not just, when I realized like everything I'm doing wasn't just powered by me, mm-hmm. like I'm powered by God as well. Like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, so that made me stop questioning myself so much because I realized every time I questioned myself, I was questioning God. Okay. Sorry. you good. Your confidence. Okay. So now I'm confident. And then we're talking about the area of like the success. Cause we're talking about like three years time frame when you really, yeah. do you think that that connected? Like once I became confident, like I seen a shift or no, like I'm still dealing with the area of confidence. Like, is there a connection? I think that it all ties in, but part of it is, um, the work and your, you know, your gifts will make room for you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I couldn't just be like, Oh, I'm going to be an amazing photographer. Mm-hmm. And just be out there shooting anything and it grow. No, the work, Mm. you know, it grew and I became more confident because I was creating work that I could be confident in. (laughs) And that's what I tell people. A lot of people be like, well, how do you build your clientele? Take better pictures. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) How do you build your audience? (laughs) Shoot better episodes. You know what I'm saying? Quality. Quality. Okay. Have more important conversations. So I got the most expensive equipment. No. That's quality, right? No. Okay. Quality is the conversation. Quality is the conversation. Because at the end of the day, when people go on YouTube and they're watching your podcast, 90% of them aren't even looking at the camera. Wow. They're in the car driving. Mm. What are you talking about? Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Have important conversations. Mm. Talk about stuff that other people don't want to talk about, but that we need to talk about. Yeah. You like, even, I mean? like even the money and, and, and all that. The real stuff. Not the filtered. Yeah. Like... We rented this house. We're in front of it. But really, when I go home, I'm with like, my what's, mom. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Like, that's what people really want to know because people are really lost. Yeah. So it's like the smoke and the mirrors and the highlight reel, that's not helping anybody. Mm. You know? So that's where I would say the majority of the confidence came from. I was able to get more confident because I was confident in what I was producing. I knew that what I was doing, everybody else couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. It was like it couldn't be toyed with. Mm. It's like even now with my rates. And this is something I'll say too. For people that offer services. Why are you laughing? I love it. I love it. It it shifted. Okay. This is what I'll say too. Because 
a lot of people will question their rates, mm-hmm. right? If you offer a service or I don't know what the price is, I don't want to be too expensive. I want to make sure, you know, do I want more people or do I want quality people? When, first of all, whatever your rates are, that's that's the only way that, that's your way of communicating to people what your value is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. Go ahead. So let's say I take pictures and I charge $50 an hour. Okay. Your quality is going to be $50 worth an hour, you know, worth the quality. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for a photographer for my wedding and your rates are $50 an hour, I don't want you shooting my wedding. Regardless of what your portfolio looks like, you just told me what you think you're worth. Wow. So why would I want you shooting a wedding that I'm investing all this money into? Mm. Right? That helps so, somebody right there. Yeah. So <laughs> coupled with the quality of the product that you're producing, even let's take this cup, right? Mm. If you make this cup and- It's a pretty good cup. St- amazing. <laughs> Shout, out sit- Shout out to Alicia. Shout out to Alicia. As we're sitting here, the microphone's peeling off. Yeah. I don't care what your website looks like. Mm-hmm. What are you producing? What is the quality of, that you're putting out into the world? Wow. That's what I care about. Wow. And then I ask you to do 10 mugs and you say, oh, it's 10 cents a cup. <laughs> Right. But somebody wants that 10 cent and somebody is out there. Hold on, hold on, no. But but and and, and right, they're gonna say, you know what? If I get a hundred of them, can I give them for five cents? Listen, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I guarantee you, every time I drop my prices to accommodate somebody um that I felt like, oh, well, that would be more in their budget. Mm-hmm. And try to be more budget friendly. Mm-hmm. Those are the people they come back and they ask for a freaking discount, <laughs> or they they don't want to pay the deposit, or you, you know what I mean. It's just shenanigans yeah. to where it's like when I started, I focused on my craft. Mm-hmm. I locked in on the quality of the product. Yes, run your deals and your discounts while you're trying to build your clientele. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff for free. Yeah, when I was trying to figure it out. Oh, you having a baby shower? Let me come take some pictures because I gotta learn. Yeah, it's not about you know. It, it's not about chasing the money, especially straight out. Like you really have to learn the craft and put your put the work in. But once you get to a point to where it's like, I'm not only just killing it, I'm investing time, I'm learning, I'm investing my money and getting amazing equipment. You need to be paid what you are worth wow. at the end of the day. Because again, people are gonna look at your rates and they're that's what you think about you. Wow. Why should I think that you deserve more when you only think that you deserve this? Mm. That's what you think your quality is worth. How do you know if your quality <clears throat> matches your rate? Because somebody might hear that and say, look, now nah, I got you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do $300. Look, look but they the got 50. You. All you have to do is hashtag Atlanta photographer. <laughs> look at their work. Uh-huh. Okay. He shoots good stuff. What are his rates? Okay. Mm. Compare and contrast. Wow. Gauge the market that you're in. Mm-hmm. And then find a happy spot to where, okay, this is what I think. If I spend two hours with this person, I'm okay with making this. Um, And then that will, it'll make sense, but it will get to a point. So like where it is now, I can make my, my rates, whatever. I don't have to validate. Cause before, when I first started, people would question me then, well, why is it this much? Well, can you do this? Can we, well, what if I do two hours? Can we bring this down? People don't do that now. Mm-hmm. I don't have those types of conversations. Why? Because my work speaks for itself. And it does. I don't I don't have to when people come to my page or and then they they make their way over to the to the promise land of my booking site, they already know what time it is. They're not asking me about rates. They know why they're here. Yes. Go ahead and put that deposit down. You know why you're here. I know why you're here. And let's make it happen. 
because now I've built a name for myself. I've built a portfolio for myself. They know what they're going to get when they work with me. They're not guessing. Mm. They're not, they know the quality of work they're going to get with me. Wow. And my price and my work validates the price. So once you build that up and, and people can see your work, your work will speak for itself. You will not have to explain why your rate is what it is. Mm. It's just going to go like that. But like I had said to you before, you know, still always my main thing too, because another re- reason why my business grows so much um, is because I know how to treat people. Um, a lot of people don't know how to work with people, but they want to service people. Mm. And that doesn't really work. And I don't always feel like dealing with people, but I know how um, to treat people well. Yeah, you, you know, you have your policies and late fees and all that stuff, but I'm going to just be real and put it out there. Nine times out of 10, I don't be charging people, you know, extra fees. I'm, I'm a very understanding person. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody books an hour photo shoot with me and I could tell it's raining. They don't like their makeup or their makeup's kind of messed up and they don't like, and they're kind of flustered. Yeah. They might be 30 minutes late, but I'm still going to stop for 10 minutes and figure out, okay, what's going on? Calm down. I don't have a shoot after you. If we run over, it's okay. Let's let's blot right here. <laughs> Get that right. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know how to do that. Care for your clients. For sure. And realizing that sometimes stuff just happens. Mm-hmm. So when they get me, they're not just getting a photographer. They dang near have like a personal assistant. They got somebody making sure their outfit's good. They got somebody running ideas back and forth with them. It's I whole package. There's quality mm-hmm. to what you get when you get me because you're not just getting pictures. You're getting support. It's an experience. Much other stuff, for sure. It's an experience. For sure. And I think that that's crucial for those who are listening as well or watching. Um, it's so much nuggets that Shakira has given us. She's talking about the area of quality care. She's talking about how, um, you know, you have to believe in the area of self, right? She's also saying testing the market. You can't just go off of yourself and what you think as well. Like your work will speak for you, right? Scripture talks about your gifts will make room for you, even put you before kings. And um, that's great. Believing in the area of self and, and operating from that particular level as well. And even the area of money, not chasing the dollar, right? Because if you chase the dollar, You'll chase it forever. And you, that leads me to where you mess me up with. So <clears throat> you guys know we do Elevate in Your Element, and we will be shortly getting to that. But we recorded last night. And when we recorded last night, and we got finished, um, I took Lanisha and the boys to the game. And I said, I'm going to get <clears throat> this episode and different things like that together. But it wrecked me. Our conversation wrecked me to the point where I was like, wow, I get it. Um, I had to like repent. Mm-hmm. because I was processing, like, I always want quality. One thing I feel like when you think about Lanisha and I and the things that we produce, you're thinking, like, that was done in excellence. Mm-hmm. The best that they could. For sure. And I was there, and, and I I was like, man, I can't get this reach because I don't have this, or I can't do so. And, I, and it's like you didn't even know what was going on. I'm trying even not to get emotional mm-hmm. pertaining to that. You didn't even know what was going on last night, but I wrote this. I heard this from Holy Spirit last night when I left you. And I thought I was coming home to work on some stuff, but what happened was God started to work on me. Yeah. And I did. I put in my notes, uh, management over money. And I put, because uh, that's what I believe I was hearing the Lord say. He said, manage well what I have given you before you ask me for more. And if you manage at such a great level, you won't even have to ask me. I'll just give it to you. And 
when you're talking, it hits me in that area, Lanisha and I, and even our church family have been talking about the area of management. Like it's four things that the Lord has been dealing with me. It's like mindset, it's your it, uh, it's character and management. And we've been talking a little bit even about Joseph and how Joseph was in prison, right? But Joseph was leading in prison because of his management. The king, you know, uh, or Pharaoh saying, you know, I need somebody to interpret this. His gift made room for him, took him out of a place of prison, put him there. And now he's second in charge to go ahead and manage. It's a famine in the land. Right. Guess what? This dude is not an angst in the famine. You are in a point in place where it's terrifying, right? Pertaining to COVID and people are panicking and doing this, but in famine, they knew that they can get, because it wasn't just about a picture at that time. People were holding on to an area of like, I need assurance. I need hope. I need joy. I need this. And you were able to provide something in that land, in that area. And so it's those things that hit me to help re-engage. Yes, I want to build. Yes, I believe in making money. I don't think it's a sin in being wealthy or anything like that. But re-engaging the quality that we're doing and how are we managing well what God has given to us? So it's like management will make room for more. And more isn't always money. Right. Even a parable of the talents or uh, uh, the prince and, 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 and uh, excuse me, uh, Matthew, I think it's 25 or something like that. Parable of the talents, check that out. I don't have it right before me if I'm misquoting that. But um, it hit me there. There's management. Like the parable talks about, you know, like one is given one talent, one's two, one five. It's like, and they multiply that. So my management should end in the area of multiplication as well. And then that is the area where God says, look, I gave you this. You did this with it. You multiply the area of the investment and I can trust you with it. You've been faithful yeah. with whatever you have. And now I'm going to go ahead and bless you with more and seeing your life seeing where you are, I think you're a perfect representation of what that looks like. Because everybody doesn't, they can see this, they can see that, but realize, oh no, you were trusted with this. And you may have started out with this type of camera or this experience, and then this happened, and then you were able to go ahead and multiply it. So if you're listening and watching, like, what are we able to multiply? Genesis talks about be fruitful, multiply. That's not just production, right? And, but it is production, not just sexual or anything like that. I mean, the area of producing what God has given you, and we have to distribute that. So thank you for being an example of when God gives you something, going through the area of the journey, and then going the area of multiplying it. And for us, we're asking God for more. Let's do some self-assessment. Yeah, because that's the thing, too. It's like, obviously, you know, we're we're the same. We're always thinking about what's next. Mm -hmm. We're always wanting to climb and go, but it's like sometimes okay, we're like, okay, but we want, I'm trying to be here. That's mm. my problem. Mm. I'm always, and I told you this before, I'm always thinking about what's next. It's hard for me to sit in the now. But a lot of times we're so focused on the next, but it's like, look at everything I gave you right now. Right, right. Like, even something that Lanisha had said last night, she had said, yeah, um, we did it with this, and then we went and bought another one, and did and I thought about it after the fact. I'm like, that's big. Because a lot of people can't just do that. You know what I mean? I just went and bought another one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That We're talking about a device. Like, we're not talking about mm -hmm. a cup. Mm -hmm. Like, that. there's money. There's funds that go into that. So even having the ability to do that, to see like, okay, this product is working. I need another one and I can go get it. Mm -hmm. That's a blessing inside of itself. Mm. You know what I mean? So, mm. and building because let's let's put that out there, right? I don't want you to think at this moment in time, even where we are, we're starting with what we had, and that's what I want to encourage y'all with. Like I had the excuses too. Lanisha's the one up. Hey, girl, 
How you doing? <laughs> She's like, um, we can just get started. We can have one angle. I'm like, nope, I want three angles, right? Because this is, you know, the quality. When exactly. I, because let's just be real. Like right now, what I'm competing with is attention. If somebody has a higher quality camera than what I do, if you don't know who we are and you're not here because you know Christian or Shakira and you're swiping, you're like, oh, that's bad quality or whatever. You have to have like, so it's attention. So it's a part of that where I do get it. Right. But I think it's finding the best where you can afford it, where you can start at. So I kept saying, well, now I need the $3,000 camera. I need this camera. I look at this or I look at that. And I was like, I have to get this message out. For sure. And you know what happens is this. Because y'all are just starting this. Mm -hmm. What episode is this? This. <laughs> this would be five or six. We fresh. Okay. <laughs> this is the ground level. Mm -hmm. First of all, I walked in here. You got lights. Uh, <laughs> we got three angles going up. I got a personal close-up camera. <laughs> y'all got a monitor. It's blacked out in here. They have up lighting. This is a heck of a startup. These microphones, I was looking, uh -huh. I said, where is this? Where did they get the mics from? And it's mounted to the table. And was the table already here? Or did they put it like, like I had questions hmm. and y'all are just getting started. First of all, the branding of it all. Shout out to Expanding Brands, Lanisha. Expanding Brands. <laughs> you have mugs. You have the dag doing t-shirt on that I want. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to this moment in the conversation because I've honestly been wanting to give y'all flowers about this. When you had Ken, because you had one on yesterday too, right? Yeah. And again, I had to sit with myself because I'm like, I've been doing Dreamlands for years now. I don't have a shirt. I don't have a hoodie. Mm. I don't even got a business card in my pocket. Mm. That's the area that I need to do better with. Which proves you don't need all that to get started you and be don't. successful. But you don't. Yeah. However, it shows how much you care. Mm. It shows how much you care. How much y'all care about what y'all doing. And I'm like, I need to get on that. <laughs> because, no, for real. I just Because it matters. And just to have those small, those, it's those small nuances that really take it to the next level. The conversation would be the same even if this wasn't here. But it looks amazing. You know what I mean? But what I was getting to, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. You My could. point was that y'all are just starting out and building this baby and really, you know, developing it. Very, very soon, y'all are going to have 4K cameras all around. Y'all going to have y'all strobe lights. Y'all y'all going to have everything that y'all need um, and everything that's going to... And, and y'all really going to have to leave this space soon because it's not going to be big enough to hold hey! what y'all are doing. You mm. know what I mean? You're going to have people coming in with their teams and all that mm. and they're going to need places to sit mm. and you're going to, you know, how y'all be doing stuff. Y'all mm. be like, uh-uh, we need more. We need to, I already know. So, um, mm. it, this is going to grow really, really fast to where y'all are going to outgrow this space really, really fast. Mm. But what happens is once you're like, okay, this quality is exactly how I want it to be. People... When they find that clip that's going to go viral from your podcast, Maybe this they one. like to, <laughs> it could be, they like to stroll. Mm. I do that. When I find a, a, a podcast that I really like or something that's new mm -hmm. or somebody that says something funny, I click on their page. I love that I can keep going back and seeing old stuff and watch episodes that were shot a year ago and all that. So this is going to get us moment. Don't worry about that. Mm. You know what I mean? You need all this here for that to happen. Okay. You know what I mean? This is the scroll down episode Wow! that they're like, okay, well, let me see what they got going on. Let me see where they, how they start. You know what I mean? 
It all makes sense. It's wow. all going to work exactly how it's supposed to work out. Mm. It's going to make so much sense a year from now. Wow. Why y'all had to start with what you have. Wow. I received that. I'm grateful for that. Um, I know you're amen in that, aren't you? Yeah, because Lanisha, she's just like you are. She's like, it's fine. It's this. I'm like, no, you've seen the camera Shakira had. You've seen this. You had all that. I, I, that's just where I'm at because I, whatever, I'm being transparent yeah. as well. I'm like, oh, no, that's not that level. And you come in here, I'm like, they coming in here like, oh, look, look, like all that. Like, this is what it is. But trust me, if it was my mind, you're right. I'm and like, honestly, no. this is what I'm telling you. It's like these phones really are everything. They These phones are shooting in higher quality than a lot of these $5,000 cameras. And that's what people are not realizing. Wow. You got to figure out what's going on with the system, the exporting, the something, all that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are turning on the cameras and they're not in the right settings. Spend time. I keep telling people that. Spend time to learn your phones, mm -hmm. to learn the phones, because it'll save you a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of resources, and they're doing a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. There's been stuff that I've shot on the camera and my assistant shot it on the phone and I preferred what she shot on the wow. phone over what I shot wow. on the camera. So these phones can do a lot of different things. You just really have to learn them and learn settings and understand processing and exporting and what you're doing to the, res to the resolution of something. Mm -hmm. When you're putting it through loops, when I say putting it through loops, that's just anything, right? So like any photographers that might be watching, if you take a picture and um, you upload that picture into Lightroom. Then you edit the picture. Then you export it. You, that just you just took that picture through a loop, and then you sent it. Or then you uploaded it into the Dropbox, and then the person that's another loop. Then the person downloads it from Drop. Every time you're looping content, quality pictures, whatever, you're compromising the resolution and the quality of it. Wow. So you have to figure out how to do your systems and loop it as little as possible. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing with pictures too. So that's just a little tip wow. for photographers and stuff like that. Like it does make a difference. Wow. Like how, what are you uploading your stuff to? What are you, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Cause a lot of these things are compressing your files. You could teach a class. For sure. I actually have one. You have Thank a class. Matt. Thank Whoa. you for plugging it. I do have a <laughs> one-on-one -on -one training class where I work with photographers, whether they're beginners or trying to learn certain crafts, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's a four hour session. I teach them all the technical stuff. Then we have lunch and then we sit down and we actually do a photo shoot. Well, now that you put it there, we might as well get all your uh your your tags and your social media okay. stuff. So so let us know where we can we can follow her. Y'all y'all need to follow Shakira and so, all her pages. Instagram. Okay. It is dream underscore lens L E N S photography. Dream underscore lens photography. Um the studio is dls.atl. That's DLS for Dreamland Studio at um, dls.atl on Instagram. Okay. Um, there was a TikTok. I think it's the same thing. Dreamland Photography. Mm -hmm. um, and they can book Facebook, whatever they need to book. Find you. You you fly. You you for you sure. Go everywhere. I travel. Yeah. I want to do more stuff in PA, but they be playing with my time out here. I don't know what's going on. We can't play with our time in PA. All right. Yeah, so I, I mean, if people want to shoot, I will come and I will do it. But what I found is that, especially when it's like, I feel like people that know you, mm -hmm. and maybe you can help me with this as well on how to deal with this. <laughs> I feel like when they know you, they value you less. Oh, I really think that's a thing. And and what you were saying is about having that confidence and and, and seeing the value in yourself. I struggle with that every time I get off the plane here. Mm. I feel like sometimes, and it might not be intentional, but when people are familiar with you, they'll have you questioning who you are now. Mm. You know what I mean? They'll try to take you instantly back 
and almost be offended of, by the growth. So that's one reason why I be kind of chilling on shooting out here now. Um, but yeah. Yeah. We could go on different. I'll just say that Lanisha and I hadn't started getting clients. You had something you was going to say? I mean, feel free. It's facts. And she said it's facts. Because she's in a whole different world world as well. But I know we didn't start getting clients for coaching or taking them from people that we knew um, till was it, last year? Yeah, we were coaching. We've been coaching since 2015. Because for some reason, it's like they need the girl <clears throat> to validate you first. Well, yeah, yeah. But we, we are in the social proof. So I'm I'm not judging it. Like I I get it. Even the scripture talks about like a prophet is no honor in his hometown. Like so it's like even from the biblical, like I understand that that area where it's like, well, I seen you grow up and I seen you do this and I did that. Well, who are you? And it's not necessarily negative, it's just the area. Well, I went to school with you. You gonna charge me this, you're gonna do that, whatever the case may be. But when we first started, you know, it was like the area of like marriage and relationship. And we had to get that. Like, wait a minute, we're coaching people. Like when you get finished working with us on relationship side, before I started coaching pastors and leaders and different things like that, it's like, hold on. If you got that divorce, you'll be paying way more just to deal with that. We are giving life. We're doing what we need to do. So it took me a minute because 90% of the income that I make is, you know, from my 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 chest up. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it, this is what God has gifted me to go ahead and do that. So I get that. And then we had rates and I and we were talking about that the other day. I think when we first started, what was like our first premarital case? Wasn't it like $25 or something like that? We were doing the hour. What wasn't it? Yeah. Like not even worth your time. Like it wasn't. But we had to start, and we did not even worth your time. Right. But and we and we done them free, like before that as well. And then Lanisha would get on me because she's like, always on the phone. You're doing this. You're doing that. You're helping all these people, and you ain't getting paid for it. Because I didn't realize that when I said yes to a phone call or a Zoom or anything like that, I was saying no to my family. Yes. So that hit different. So if I'm now going out to every event and doing this, now I'm saying no to my family. And if I at least go and say no to you and I come back, I should be able to come home with something. And then when that shifted, that was rough for me because there was some people that I was doing life. I was like, wait a minute, like I'm coaching you. You're getting, even to this point, I can give a strategy to a business. And I've heard people say, oh, thank you for that, man. I had a $10,000 deal pertaining to that or a $40,000 deal. And I was like, I love it. Like, I should have just put you through my coaching program. I got wisdom now, though, okay? You can't get me right now on a one-on-one coaching basis no. <laughs> pertaining to that level uh, at this moment. But I had to get over some things. Yeah. So we're similar in that. And it's not even if you're coaching, if it's your product. Uh, if Lanisha was sitting here with what she produces, somebody may say, you know, I wanted a T-shirt. Well, that's high. That's this and that. She yeah. had to be okay. This is yeah, the quality that I give. Case, but. And and that's the thing. It's 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 just confirmation. Like God will really show you who you're supposed to be marketing to. Ooh, you know that part. If y'all are offering something for fifty dollars sessions, and mm-hmm. somebody says that's too much, or they're complaining about that, mm-hmm. that means they are not the people you're supposed to be working with. Well, let's be clear. It's, it's nowhere near fifty dollars sessions any anymore. Whatever. But I got whatever you. Whatever the price is. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. yeah no. And if somebody's listening and they're like, you know, well, um, you know, somebody needs the help and they need this or they need that. I will say this. One thing that we've done is this is who we are, but who we're not, we're partnered with. Right. So if you are at that point in that place and you desire this and you need this, that's fine. Well, we can partner with some churches and they do it for free and that's their heart and their ministry. We work with leaders and leaders know how to invest and they realize that because too much is given, much is required. If their relationship, if their business is, that's a whole organization that goes down 
that's so worth have coaches, millions coaches of dollars coaches. pertaining to that. So it's different. You got to know who you are and what your oil is. For sure. And there's always one-offs. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There's always those different situations where somebody, you know, you might feel like God's leading you to just do yep. this for somebody. And that's different. You have the right to do that. But a lot of times you can do more of those one-off moments when your clientele respects Yay! your price point. That part. And honors that. Mm. You know? I love it. Listen, I do want us to shift. Mm-hmm. We got to go to Elevate in Your Elements. Okay. Uh, what we recorded last night. They get this. It makes so much more sense. So listen, stay tuned. Right now, we're getting ready to transition, pertain to this. It's about to go deeper because somebody who said that they were nervous, like, went in last night, okay? Special project she's been working on. So we're going to go on to Elevate in Your Elements. And then from there, we'll be right back here at the studio. All right? Well, we're here in the segment that we call Elevate in Your Elements. As you already know, we're with the amazing and awesome Shakira, Shakira, here we go. And so we're here, we're driving over here. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to even kind of shadow what you're doing in a project that you're working on. But when I think of you, we've talked a a little bit about this. You're creative. Um, And we see the videography, we see the photography, all the awesomeness that you've done. But at some point in time, Something had to happen that didn't go the way you expected. Is that true? For sure. Okay. Yeah. So with that, I'm thinking about the person that's watching now and they're realizing maybe their career, maybe their journey, maybe their inner tugging is kind of going in a place where like it's not mapping out the way that I've thought for mm-hmm. it. Um, particular project, whatever the case may yeah. be. So what kind of word of wisdom or encouragement you would have who I deem is very successful? But what would you say to that person who feels like, I'm not sure, it's not panning out the way that I want to, and I think I want to give up? Well, my advice for that would be, it's funny that y'all are here seeing me film this project because I actually started shooting this project um, back in like 2020, and I'm just now finishing it, and it's 2023. 2020. We started it in 2023. We had huge plans for it. We thought it was going to get funded, and we were going to you know, be able to create streams of income and put ourselves on my, it didn't pan out to be that. But here I am three years later and I'm back and I'm finishing it with no budget, what? no plans to make any money. Um, but I'm doing it because I had to go back to why I started in the first place. Mm. So that would be my advice to people that are um, struggling and thinking about quitting and giving up on something. I, I know for me, I had to um, go back to the why. Why I started it, why I thought of it, why um, why it was put on my heart in the first place. And usually every time I go back to the why, I realize that the things that, that are distracting me and that are making me want to quit really are not in line with the why. Right. So this project, for instance, there was a moment where I wanted to quit because the funding that I thought we were going to have was no longer there. Mm. And I was going to have to finance everything. I was going to pay for an editor, pay for the equipment, pay for the tra- pay for everything, which I've done. Um, but I was like, hmm, why did I start this project? Mm. I started it because I thought that it was an important story and I thought that it would be impactful. And I thought that he deserved it. Mm. And in those moments that I wanted to quit, I was like, hmm, well, it's still an impactful story. He still deserves it. Yeah, and it's yeah. still a story that oh, needs to be so told. Good. So I was allowing money to make me want to quit. So 
I had to reevaluate that and realize that the reasons why I started, they were still true. Yeah. And I needed to focus on that and not focus on the money. Mm-hmm. And that takes me to my number one piece of advice on. that I can ever give anyone in life, not even just a creative, but anyone period doing anything. Mm-hmm. If you make money, your focus and the moment you choose to start chasing money, you will be chasing it for the rest of your life. So I don't do anything based on money. If the money's going to come, it's going to come. If I'm walking in my purpose and I'm doing what I feel like God's leading me to do and I'm doing something that is is necessary, I'm never going to be broke. So I I had to revamp that and figure that part out. So if you're thinking about quitting something, go back to why you started it in the first place. And nine times out of ten, you'll talk yourself right back in. But that was so much. Why did we start? Not allowing money to be the driver. Okay, right. It's okay to make money. But it being the driving force as to what we do can skew yes. and kind of cloud the judgment that we have. And you'll never have enough of it. So if it's the focus, you're always going to be chasing something. Mm. There'll never be a certain dollar amount that you're like, okay, I'm good. I don't need nothing. Like, you know, Absolutely. you're always going to chase it. So that can't be your focus. So good. So good. Wow. We're here elevating in our element. It took me higher. All right. It's time. I'm be real. I'm like, yo, do we have the resources to do this or money this or money that or this impact? But. I'm sure favor kicks in. For sure. I'm sure if you are committed to God and what you feel that compelling that it we talk about, like things work out. Right. You, and if you really want it, you'll do it without the money. Woo. Yeah. I almost dropped my mic with that. <laughs> if you really want it. You'll do it without the money. You'll do it without the money. I'm sorry. I'm, d- I'm done. She ruined everything in a good way. I love it. It's great. And it's encouraging me. So let's encourage you. Let's just be real. We started this podcast with not the equipment that we desired, with not everything that we intended, but we got to get the message out. You have a message. You have a call. You have a purpose. You have a design within you. Shakira's here saying, look, I had no budget, but I'm here flying in. I'm from from Georgia, flown in, doing what needs to be done. And she's still doing it. We're still standing. So we encourage you, move forward in the things that God is compelling you to do. It will work out. Living example and witness and doing amazing things. We encourage you. Thank you. Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. I'm sorry I messed up your closing, but it just hit me when you said it, right? Because when you said about the equipment, another thing I realized is that like the further you go and the further God takes you, those obstacles are only going to get bigger. So if you get caught up on these obstacles right now, two years from now, you're going to have even bigger obstacles. So if you quit on these ones, what are you going to do on the next ones? That, I, I know for me, there was a time when I had started filming stuff and I said, oh, I don't have a professional camera, so I can't shoot it um, because my iPhone was not enough. I was like, I can't shoot it with a phone. I need a camera. Now I have a camera, right? And there's even times now where I'm like, oh, well, this only shoot on 4K. Now there's cameras in 8K. Now I feel like this isn't good enough. I had to check myself the other day mm. because it's like, wow, God bless you with what you needed. And then you still complain. You know what I mean? You still found a way for it to not be enough. So that's what I would say too. whatever resources you have, learn how to make it enough. Whatever step, whatever door you're trying to get through, know that you have exactly what you need right now to get through the door. Um, And the next door will be a a harder door. It might be more locks and he'll equip you with that, too. But figure out how to get through this one with what you have. I'm going to see y'all back in the studio. We're out. That's it. Shakira, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, This episode so far and i'm not don't don't interpret that we done okay because we still got five on fire but i want to take this opportunity um to 
give you a moment to to just kind of share your heart and your mind again entrepreneurs are watching um younger pastors ministry leaders so forth and so on, up and coming leaders all over all the seven mountains uh of influence creatives are watching um what do you have to pour into them i want to give you some time to kind of just share your heart so um i thought you were asking a question well yeah the question is <laughs> What can you leave us with? Like far as a word of encouragement, um, something empowerment, your whole awesome, amazing journey is great. We've seen the ups and downs. We've seen different things like that. There's power in partnership. There's power in, in all the things that we were dealing with doing. The whole thing is elevate it, your inner tugging. So people are watching and they're at a place like I got something I want to go for. Right. So somebody may be starting their business, starting their ministry. Somebody may be midway through it. Somebody may be terrified just getting out the boat, so to speak. So what word of wisdom from your own journey would you leave them with something that can even equip them or help them? Well, I would probably just say, keep going. <laughs> That's the main thing. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. Pastor Nemo. Just keep no. going. When, when creatives come to me and they're frustrated or they feel like, you know, their business isn't going how they want it to go. I just tell them, keep shooting. Mm. That's all you could do is mm. just keep shooting. Wow. Keep posting. Consistency. Stay consistent. Consistency. Every moment isn't going to be the moment, but you got to keep going. Who has helped you become consistent or stay mm -hmm. consistent? Is there anybody in your life uh, with an area of even let's just talk about, I don't know, the studio per se. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody has been out there to kind of, you know, they see you, you're out doing a business, but let's just be real. It takes more than an individual. For sure. For you to go ahead and do what you do. So. So I would definitely say in my photography and with the studio, you know, there are people that God has placed in my life that whether they know it or not, they are uh, driving forces. They kind of like keep me knowing that I can't stop something because it's bigger than just me. Um, like even photography as a whole, right? I wanted to start it. And at the time, you know, I had just had a child and, um, just graduated grad school and I didn't have money to get a camera, you know, cameras, people may not know, but they're thousands of dollars, um, easily 2,500, $3,000 to get a quality camera. I didn't have one, but I knew I wanted to start shooting and see what I could do with it. My best friend, Lewis, who've been friends since we were in kindergarten, he had a camera and he gave me the camera. He said, you know, I know you don't have it to pay for it right now. He was like, you can just pay me X amount of money, which was like a significant amount less. And he was like, just pay me here and there when you can. I literally was sending him like a hundred dollars here, $50 here. It took over a year for me to pay him for that camera. Mm -hmm. He never brought it up. He never asked for the money. He never asked when I was sending him more, like never mentioned it. He just allowed me to send what I could when I can. Um, so he gave me my first camera and that's what really started me off. Fast forward, you know, even last year, you know, at that point, you know, everything is changing. The camera I had was 24 megapixels. The camera that I wanted that just came out was shooting in 61 megapixels, almost three times as much. Now, people that don't know cameras, megapixels is how clear it is. Mm. If something's 61 megapixels, I could take a picture of this right here and I can blow it up and make it a billboard and it's still going to be clear because it's 61 megapixels. Mm. So that's the difference in the quality of what the cameras were versus what I had. Well, don't you know, just around that time, Lewis just happened to have that camera. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
he did the same thing again. Two years later, gave me another camera to keep going and keep building my business. And obviously that one, I paid him a lot faster because mm-hmm. I was making more money at that point. But he did it again. Then I wanted to open up a studio. Um, and Lewis is here in PA. Mm. I'm opening a studio in Atlanta. He really has no skin in the game. I mean, sure, when he comes in town, he'll have a place to lay his head. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. his own private area. Mm-hmm. But... um. He said, I'll go in half what you want a studio. <clears throat> you know? Whatever it costs to get the studio and the rent, he's been splitting it with me. We put like $15,000 into furniture and this and that. And he paid half of it. Like, literally nothing to gain mm. but to support me. And mm. even now, months that we don't make enough to cover the rent, he is still sending half to to cover. So it's like... People like that, it's like, wow, like this is bigger than just you. Mm-hmm. He has not just show, told me with his words, but he showed me with his actions that he believes in me mm-hmm. multiple times. So it's like in times that I want to give up where I feel like things aren't mapping out, it's like I don't just have to prove it to myself. Like I want him to know that he's sowing in the good soil. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to be in vain. Mm-hmm. Like good things will come not just to me, but to him because mm-hmm. he believed in me. And that is probably what the last thing I will leave people with. Mm-hmm. Because that's really near and dear to me. Um, People that really believe in you and they don't just say it, but they show you that they believe in you and that they see something in you. Like clearly for him to to stand behind me how he does, he sees something in me that it's like, okay, this is good soil, right? Um, And that, that has always carried me. Ever since childhood, there's been people that God has sent that have seen something in me when I didn't see it in myself. Mm. Mama Miles. Mama Miles. I could probably honestly say she is probably the first person that I ever felt saw me. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, <clears throat> I felt it was weird because it was like it was so many people around, like I said before, but I always felt invisible. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else could like was seen. But I was there, but I didn't feel like anybody knew me. I felt like the world just kept going around me and I was just standing in one place. Mm. And she was that one person that saw me and was like, would just randomly say stuff to me. Like, she'd just be like, oh, God, he's going to do something with you. And I was like, really? You think he's going to? Like, for real, me? She would just constantly just say things like, and, and I'll be transparent. She has validated stuff in me that I struggled with for so long because I don't feel like my parents validated me in that way. And that's no no diss to my parents, right? Shout out to my mom. You know, we have an amazing relationship now. And that's really like my friend now. You know, like we're in a good um, place, you know, now that I'm older and everything. But there were a lot of things that I was troubled with to where I felt like, um, you know how people are like, um, made out of love. I never, I knew I wasn't made out of love. <laughs> like I knew that I could feel that from the time that I was born. And it was just something that was off. I felt like, um, there was clearly a disruption when I was born and I could tell that I wasn't planned for. Hmm. Um, and I think that that feeling has always lived inside of me and it's been like a barrier that I've carried, hmm. but 
people coming into my life and being able to validate me in different ways has shown me and, and my mom showed me that regardless of, you know, what earthly plans someone might have had for me, there was a heavenly plan for me. Mm. Like God planned for me. Yeah. And that's bigger than like anybody else, mm. you know, having a plan for me. So I credit her to a lot because it's like she really like sh- not just told me about God, but she showed me what like the love of God really looks like. Yeah. And then she extended that to me mm-hmm. and it made me want to love God because it's like, wow, if she loves me like that, like she said, God would love me even more. Yeah. So I got to tap into that to figure out what that was. So um, I would just say that to people whether it's you, your friends, colleagues, whatever, like really be conscious of the words that you speak to people because Mm. they matter and they stick. And then if you have children, if you see something in them, don't hold it to yourself. Tell them because Mm. they really might need to hear it. Uh. Like there's times now at my big age that I'm like, unsure about stuff and I'm just like but mom said that God had plans for me and that I was different and that he had set me apart and you know what I mean like I'm replaying it because I feel like if she said it it has to come to pass like of course God said it but to me it's like it's God and her Mm. and they like neck and neck you know what I mean like so I hold on to those things so it's like your kids are going to do the same thing if you tell your kid that you know like you can't get nothing right that is going to replay and replay, and they're going to feel like they're never going to get anything right. Oh my God. <clears throat> so um, just speak life into your kids, to your friends. You know, even my friends, they'll call me or, you know, they'll just say, like, you're really doing good. Like, I'm just proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know. You don't know what people need to hear when you say it. Mm-hmm. So build people up, speak life into them, speak life into yourself. But especially as creatives, like we really need to hear those yeah. types of things because we're we live in our heads a lot of the time and we'll tell ourselves a thousand things that aren't true. But if we're not hearing it from somewhere else, we don't believe it sometimes. Wow. Wow. So wow. your words. I love it. Um speak life. Yeah. We're gonna go with five on fire with speak life. You mm-hmm. just gave me that. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna rock that out. Okay, Thank cool. you again. Don't y'all touch a button we about to hit five on fire but thank you again follow shakira we put those uh, up again and everything in the description this has been amazing but let's go with that speak life all right let's go i speak life put it in the comment section i speak life look put it in your mouth say it with me i speak Life, listen, life and death is in the power of your mouth. Say my mouth. Yes, my mouth. Listen, being made in the image and the likeness of God. Uh, the scripture says that his word doesn't fall to the ground. It, it accomplished for what he sends for it. Listen, you being made in the image and likeness of God, then what does that mean for your words? Come on, somebody. What does that mean for your words? Have you even thought about that? The power that you have in your own mouth. How are you using your words to bring about life-giving things and situations? Are you speaking life over yourself? What does that self-talk look like? Come on, I've been there where something goes wrong and I'm not speaking the higher level things, the Christ-minded things, those things that align with the oneness of God who is within me. Come on, beloved, being coded with God. 
God coding, uh, uh, being made in that image, in that likeness, knowing that my characteristics, knowing that my heart, my mind, my posture, as it aligns with what God is calling for me to go ahead and do, as I breathe, as I operate, as I move in, 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 in the earth realm, that there's purpose in my being. So why not speak life? Uh, I, I would like to share with you that a couple years ago, uh, I did an, uh, an experiment. It's called the strawberry experiment. We might have to put that in the comment section for you. And this was a funny experiment, but we took two strawberries and we put them about three feet, I think, away from each other. And what I did is I spoke life to one strawberry and I spoke words that were not positive or, or, or curses, if you would say, on the other strawberry. And don't you know, after about a week's time, that there was mold that was growing on the one that I was speaking down and negative to. And I would say things like, I curse you. And I would say things like, you're nothing. And why don't you shrivel up and die? But then on a the positive side, on the life giving side, I would speak that it's the head, not the tail. And that it's, a, it's, it's wonderful. And that is great. And I don't remember everything that was said. You can check out the clip yourself, but it was life giving words. And so we've seen an example with strawberries. Come on, somebody. Then what are we doing for our own life? What are we speaking over our business? What are we speaking over our, 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 our ministries? What are we speaking over our whole hearts and mindset? What are we speaking? I need for us to go ahead and operate and do what God is calling and compelling for us to do because now is the time for us to rise up and be what God has called for us to be, beloved. This is your season. This is your time. But it starts with your mouth that's connected to your mindset. So really, where is our mindset? Be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Where's your mindset? Do you believe that you can? Some of you need to put in your mindset and in your mouth, like I, 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 not, not the little engine that could, not that I think I can, but I, I know I can. If it has to be because of God that is within me, then it will be, and it is so. Some of us have to put that in our hearts and our mindsets. It is so that this vision has to come to pass. That, 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 that this level of wealth that God has called for me to do for kingdom advancement, it has to come to pass. That this is the season and time where my marriage, my, my business, where, where, where everything that, I, that, that God has revealed to me, the vision that's been in my heart and mind, that this is the time for it to come to pass. So you got to speak life. Maybe you don't have the equipment like we heard from Shakira that, that told him, that's no excuse. We still speak life and we still do the best that we can go ahead and do and, and move forward pertaining to that. Maybe that the ministry and the household and all the finances, all that stuff isn't where you desire for it to be. Then speak it, believe it, align your acts with the corresponding, uh, uh, align yourself with the corresponding acts of obedience of what God is calling for you to go ahead and do. And then you align yourself and then you move forward. There's oneness. Look at John 15 when you get the opportunity. He talks about apart from me, you can do nothing. So why not align my mind and my mouth? Why don't I say the things that God says about me? And I speak that over you, that this is the time, that this is the season, that this is where you will move forward and you will operate in the things that God has called for you to go ahead and operate in, removing the excuses. So you get your list of at least 10 affirmations that you'll speak over your mind, over your body, over your business, over your ministry, over your family, so you can move forward and start to see the things 
that God has called for you to manifest here in the earth realm. This is Five on Fire. I speak life.